Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Once again, we're joined Vance in the front of the Ranger, Todd Young on speakerphone. We have guests today, Wade Alexander. He's a guide at Midnight Sun Trophy Pike. That's up in Alaska. We're going to be talking uh, talking to Wade a little bit about Big Pike and parallels with muskies and all that fun stuff. Uh, the podcast is brought to you by Fatty Z Muskie Products. It's in the name. You know, find us on Facebook, on the internet, website. Also brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. That's Todd Young. Find Todd Young on Facebook. Uh, friend him, Todd Young, or like Muddy Creek Fishing Guides or mcfishingguides.com. And I guess we're going to be sponsored by Midnight Sun Trophy Pike, Wade Alexander. Uh, it's not his business per se, but he is a guide up there. So check that out. Is it on Facebook, Wade? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can just search Midnight Sun Trophy Pike Adventures. and. Are you going to be, is there a picture of you on there? Yeah, just quite a few. Quite a so. few? All right, nice. Put a uh, face to the voice. <laughs> that's right. And uh, is there a website? Yeah, it's uh, www.mstpa.com. So. Nice. That rolls off the tongue pretty easily. MSTPA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess before we dive too deep into Wade, we're going to talk uh, a little quick hunting fishing report. Vance, you got out fishing. We're going to start with the fishing, yeah. We're going to start out with the fishing because Todd's uh, lasted nine minutes, his hunting report. So um, Again, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, I went, out, I went out fishing the 30th, the last day. Um, eligible in, in the New York state there for muskie. So I, of course I went to Chautauqua. Um, it was cold in the morning. Uh, I really didn't want to go out, but I was kicking myself if I would have not gone out for the last time in the season. Um, and, uh, so I eventually, I got, I, I had a late, pretty late start. I had stuff to do around the house. I got out around 11, Kind of missed that uh, extreme cold in the morning. It was like almost 20, 30 degrees. So I uh, I was just like, yeah, I'll get some stuff done around the house before I go out. and um, Like mow the grass? Not like mow the grass. Like take care of the, <laughs> take care of the three uh, pug kids and, and the lady. And then I, uh, I felt good about leaving. So I left. Dressed for warmth. Uh, got to the put-in. It, you know, I... I was driving to my spot. I had to stop twice because my tears and, and stuff were, were freezing on me. Uh, my contacts were were freezing up. You, and you missed it, the pugs that much? No, yeah. It was it was sad leaving. <laughs> but it was crazy. You get out there on that on the chop and that wind's blowing. And we can get into the wind. I was reading. I was like, it's going to be a nice day. It's supposed to be in the 40s and there's not going to be too much of a chop of, seven five to eight mile an hour wind on the weather channel app very well i got there and it was it was about 20 mile an hour winds which was was flat not, calm yeah so when I, when I got to my spots i was uh you know, i was fishing in two three footers again casting and um nothing for that 40 foot edmund fitzgerald boat you got yeah it was it it, it it didn't matter at that point. I was drifting at anywhere from a mile an hour to a mile and a half an hour, and that's that's pretty fast. It's a little fast for my liking when I'm casting. I don't, I don't particularly, uh, you know, if I'm cast, if I'm on a spot, I'll line up and run the drift. It, it's tough to cast directly out. Uh, you know, it messes with with your lower action, everything, your retrieval <coughs> speed, 
all that stuff. So I was fishing more out of the back of the boat and the front of the boat directly uh, in these conditions. And I was just freezing. That water was coming off, off the reel and everything. You're getting wet. And uh, I casted for four straight hours. Did not see a fish. And I was really, really disappointed. I was getting irritated. I, I couldn't believe that I had come out and, you know, got my butt kicked by this these this weather and the waves and all that stuff and uh towards the end I, w I was thinking about you know I, I went to one last spot I was gonna run it for the last hour of daylight I had and uh there was somebody fishing there it was the first person I saw all day so I went up a little bit further and uh you know timed it up. Now did you cut them off or did you follow their trail? No I I, I went went up up the lake about a a half mile or so. Well, I would be PO'd. Well, I, I, started, I, start, no, I started behind them. <laughs> you know, oh, so you're time, following him? Yeah. Batting cleanup? Yeah, I followed him. I stole a spot. Okay. Mm. And uh, <laughs> so I pull into this place and <clears throat> I'd fished there earlier and didn't really see much, but when I got there, there were some weeds and whatnot. It was it was fishable, uh, so I really didn't. I really wasn't upset because you know it was the last hour of the season, and I was like, man, I want to be on this spot. I don't want to be really searching at this point for a new spot to fish. But I found these weeds, and it was it actually worked out well. From three to four thirty, uh, I had caught five fish, <clears throat> just boom, 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 boom. I have no idea why it happened, uh, but you know when I was when I didn't see a fish for that long, uh, a fish every eighteen minutes was a welcome change. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was very nice. But you know, I, and, and that's what I was fishing for. That's what I constantly kept telling myself to get myself through it. I was, I was like, "There's, uh, I, I'm doing this for a chance. Anything can happen." All that BS. You try to talk yourself up. You, you know, talk yourself into you're doing the right thing out here. Just keep trying. And uh, I kept trying. None of them were of of, of good good size, um, but they're all good eating. Great eating. We ate, we ate well. <laughs> I was keep. Uh, I, it was the last day, so I was keeping sub, every legal sub -legal. fish. Every every fish that got in the boat came home with me. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's that's a joke, everybody. Yeah, that's a Chill joke. Out. Uh, but yeah, I got I got five there, and so I mean, it turned out to be be an okay day. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I I'm out. I, I went out. I was looking for you know one last chance at a, at a big fat one. If everybody talks about these fish or these giant ones bite in the fall, uh, which is you know you see the pictures. Of, Do you see that Malax Queen? Yeah, it happens every once in a while. I'm sure. I'm, of course, I'm not going to catch a Malax Queen. Um, what was that? Like estimated sixty pounds or something like that. It was fifty five by thirty. That's crazy. That's just a big fatty. I mean, I mean, it had the waistline. Was, my I, waistline when I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. His waistline now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a tw uh, twenty-eight. I'm a twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger around than Vance. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy when you think about that. Yeah. But uh. You know, so yeah, five fish day at the at the end there. Just it, it it was it was nice, but you know it. 
going out there, I, I much prefer fishing in, in nicer weather than that, especially if I'm casting. It's a lot easier to get into, you know, a boat that's zipped up. You got a little heater in there. You're watching trolling rods and sitting there and you got your hand warmers. I'm out and there. And talking about how difficult it is. Yeah. Like, when's the big one going to check, looking for hooks and all that shit. And, you know, I... I'm out there. It's it's wide open. It's insane. That's what I signed up for. I'm, You're committed now. But uh, you know, and even with, I'm out there. You got your bib on. You got all those layers on. You got, you know, a jacket on. It's it it feels odd casting. I much would rather have trolled that day. I wanted to troll, but something was just eating at me. Just because you knew it was the last day. Go with yeah. Go with what has worked all year. Go with the just, throw. Just cast, just bite, you know. Now hunker what, down and do it. Now, what was the, what was the hot bait? Is this any? Is this a broken record? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was it was what I was. I went with what I was what worked all year. What color? I, Everyone knows what bait it was. Yeah, what color? I was using a Mitch family. It was it was a mud puppy. A mud puppy, a non Mitch. Yeah. Mud puppy. Yeah. Which I probably should have done this sooner. I don't want to interrupt, but when you're done with your story. We got to pull the winner of the mud puppy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you know, you got all those layers on. I put on a glove on my left hand. I'm right-handed, so that was palm. Either you know, if you could imagine, that's palm in your reel, or mm-hmm. the the top cork is how I I, I hold the uh, the rods. So I had a I had one on there, and then I kind of had like a uh, a glove on my my real hand. It was you know. But my fingers were exposed, so it was like a knuckle. A fingerless. Yeah, fingerless. I, I like the way, when you told me about this fishing trip before the podcast, you described what your hand looked like. Do you remember what you used to describe that? Anakin Skywalker? That's what you said, yes. Yeah, I said I looked like Anakin Skywalker. With, with, I mean, with, the, with the glove in the yeah, hand? And the... I'm not, a, I'm not a, a Star Wars buff, per se, but I, I, I have a picture image. The dude gets his hand cut off. And then they give him like a Terminator arm. Yeah. And they put a glove over it. So that's what I looked like out there. I had this one like and this you were, solid black glove. What what color was your lightsaber? Was it blue? It was. It, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a. Legend it wasn't tournament. an LT. No, it was. It was a premiere. Oh geez, here yeah. I thought you had the LT out, and I was going to say it's just it's fitting. I know. I'm going to keep finding I'm references and being yeah. really dorky. Yeah. So it was. It was I guess it's a, a, a black hue almost, but um. You know, having all that gear on sucks, I think. I mean, it's tough to fish. The gloves I found. I have this this pair of gloves that, that I was using. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to reel with that stuff. It's tough to use that stuff. You know, you're used to just being out there working with your hands. That stuff impedes it a little bit. So I was using these gloves. They're, they're from Stormer. S-T-O-R-M-R. It was pretty good. You had some dexterity and stuff left in that hand. Was it grippy? It was grippy. I mean, it, it's neoprene. With some rubber on it, you know, but it fit, it it fits snug to the hand. It kind of forms to your hand, so it it I was able to use it uh, when it got when it got wet. I mean, I didn't get cold. You know, it kind of did your hand get wet though? No. Okay. How long have you had them? Mm, two years. How long? How how many times have I used them? Probably twice. Okay. Because so. you you know where I was going. This almost turned into a little review there. We're not endorsing to yeah. run out and buy them. They've, they've been used twice in two years. Yeah, so. but it worked for me that day. My other hand was free because uh, my knuckles were exposed. Um, 
you know, but it just puts a it puts a, a hurting on you. You're wearing a life vest and all this other stuff that, you know, and you're casting all day. So I was pretty, like I said, I was getting irritated. I was sore. I was, you know, just bending in all the different ways. And, you know, you kind of set your rod up and you're, you're jerking and, and all that stuff differently because you got all this extra gear on. And you're, you were the little brother on the Christmas story. Pretty much. Who couldn't yeah. put his arms down. Yeah, who couldn't put his arms down. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't put my arms down because I just kept going and going and going and going. It was the last chance, you know. And then I just banged this window of an hour and a half where I just, you know, I, I just kept going. They were they were tiny, you know, but, I mean, it, the fish were there. I, I wish it turned on a little earlier. Mm -hmm. But in that, in that, you know, scene of, of what I was fishing, and I'm just fishing for that opportunity, that chance. I was hoping the chance came, well, know, would come, but it. Again, are you complaining about a five fish day on the last day of the season? No. Okay. No, no. Perfect. I mean, it might sound like I am, but you know, that's. I was sore. You know, I was pretty beat up. I, I, Your and, tummy hurts. You know, from my belly back, aching. my my back hurts and my tummy. But I'm. <laughs> in conclusion, of the fishing season, I much would rather fish, in fifty degree weather. You know, without all that added added stuff on there, it really it really just changes up the whole style of fishing. You have to be patient with it. Uh, you know, you you can't you know you know run and gun and get those casts out all the time. You kind of I kept trying to just pace myself. Like, okay, my right hand's freezing. You know, I have to uh, I have to put it underneath my armpit for a second here, let it warm up, mm -hmm. and keep going. You have to be patient with it, and you know, just keep going. Because yep. the chance is all. Is, there's always a chance, and you, you never know when that that window can open when those fish are going to start jumping in the boat like that. Yep. So, so I guess I, I have a small fishing report. But before we do that, I kind of wanted to get this out of the way, but I forgot about it. But just for a moment. All right, we have all the correct answers from the Facebook contest. They're people that submitted them. Everyone followed the rules. That was really nice. Hey, just leave that one out. That one. <laughs> one fell out of the hat. It was Wade. I saw it. Was it? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Wade's name fell out, but uh, we put it back. If I win, I'll just I'll donate it to to charity. Someone. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Second drawing. Pool Second again. drawing. That's all right. How many names would you say are in this hat? I have no idea. But I, I one thing that I I want to say I'm shocked about. But I was under fifty percent on correct answers. Really. But everybody followed the rules except todd who commented on the post but he didn't give the right answer <laughs> he just helped he just helped bump oh, it. I commented, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right <laughs> all right wait. I, didn't, I didn't enter yeah i didn't either because i could make mine at any time there you go all right wait you are going to be pulling the name dun, dun, dun. here we go Tell me it's you. We have a cheater. Oh, oh my. No, I didn't. We, we have a cheater, everybody. <laughs> Are you Wait, me? read it. it. That doesn't say my name, so no, I'm, gonna, okay. I, I'm not going to. What, what does his that. name say? <laughs> that says Wade Alexander. Wade Alexander is officially a cheater. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Are you saying you're going to pull another name? Yeah, I'm going to. I can't, I can't let that happen, I don't think. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> we should have filmed this. We should have. No oh one's going to believe God, us. Okay, here we go. All right, Nate Cahill. Cahill. That yeah. I believe. Yeah, that's Nate Cahill. Nate. All right. Congrats, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll be getting in touch with you, Nate. 
thanks for uh, entering. And well, you had to listen to the podcast unless you had someone that told you what the name of that. Sorry for butchering that. If we did, Cahill. Yeah. C-A-H-I-L-L, right? Yeah, I, I, I wrote it down, I think, correctly. Yeah. But oh, but, oh, I have to bring this up. <clears throat> it, was, it was purely coincidental. I did not mean to do it. I wrote the wrong ending date on the Mitch contest. Todd brought that up because... Who told you, Todd? Yes, somebody... Uh, I can't remember how that worked, but somebody contacted me on the Facebook saying, hey, yeah, I'm going to enter because you're drawing there tonight, but, you know, the, the contest is on through, through Sunday night. You have the date is the 29th, Friday the 29th, and it was Sunday the 29th. So he was off by two days. So it was, it was fitting. I mean, it's yeah. not good with dates. I, I was off on the dates. What also parallels being off with the dates? The date on the back of Mitch. Mitch, yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, off. you're just not good with dates. Right. <laughs> I, was, I, I wrote down the wrong date on, on, the, on the contest. I oh, said yeah. And then Friday, whatever, up. the 29th or whatever the heck I wrote down. And I didn't even, I don't know what the heck I was looking at. I wrote down the wrong date. On the contest, Mitch had the wrong date on his back. Nine nine. It's, it's fitting. No one picked up on it except, I think the person that told you even incorrectly did, did not know of Mitch. So even, no. So it was he just guessed, he guessed that it was a raptor. Wait. And but he said you know the date's wrong. The 29th is Sunday. So anyways, oh, it, it, it was that was. Coincidental, I did not mean to do that. I messed up a date again. So Love it. If my wife's <laughs> listening, I'm admitting that I made a mistake. Um, she's not. Wow. I know it. There it is. First time. First time ever. I've, I guess everyone you know, everyone makes mistakes. This is my first one. I really don't know. Yeah. Welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the crew. All right. I'm going to do my little fishing report because that's exactly what it was. I forget what was it. Vance... Me and you went. Me and you went bank yanking. You actually went bank yanking. Bank yanking. And uh, I thought it was from a boat. No, no, really no. That's called that's that's fishing from a boat. Uh, when, when you go bank yanking, you're on the bank. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyways, it, it doesn't matter in your spot. You're basically on the bank. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I mean, why waste? <laughs> or, your, or your lures are on the bank, or yeah. you follow the boat. Or up in the, the tree, bank. and I mean, you can you can take a boat, but you can also. Crazy. You could easily walk. It would take walk less there. time yep. to go walk there than the amount of driving I do in my boat. But I have to justify its its existence. Wade, you've been there. Don't don't say where it's, it's actually at. really hard because it's pretty brushy. So probably the boat is the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tried yeah. it. I've tried it. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Especially fly fishing. I know you like fly fishing up, and that 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 would be really tough. Just I mean, you have places you could cast, but. Right. Yeah, if I was fly fishing, I'd be walking up into. The, I'd be more likely to hook a rabbit in a butt, <laughs> laying in the weeds behind me, you know, from <laughs> the back gap. Yeah. So Vance and I get there. There's two walleye guys posted up. They kind of hogging the whole bank, probably forty or fifty yards of the bank, and I just split them. I said, "You guys mind if we fish here a little bit?" And uh, I. I started out with my normal thing. Vance was right next to me. I don't know, probably after, what do you think, 
10, 20 casts. You started you started hopscotching the, the walleye guys working. Oh, yeah. I was bank yanking. I was really, Vance was, really getting it in there, boy. And I didn't move. And about, I don't know, 5, 10 minutes after you moved down, right in about the spot that the, the podcast that we talked about, Todd and I went fishing, mm-hmm. almost right in that exact spot, I had a nice, a nice bump. Nice pull on the rod. I set the hook. And it promptly came right out. Like, like there weren't even hooks on it. It just, like, it bit it, came right out. And I said, huh, well, that sucks. I really wanted to show Vance a fish, mm. bank yanking. And uh, so I cast back, and I had a, a, a nice shadow follow the bait until it got about 20 feet or so. I mean, I could only see it follow for a few feet, then it just turned back down. Just to the way it is, it gets real shallow, and it was really clear. Mm-hmm. I, I could see it come up, and it didn't want anything more to do. Yeah. Sunk back down, and I watched Vance continue to work up and down, hoping something would happen. Nothing happened. He comes back, and I, you know, I'm I'm fairly secretive on my my what I talk about in front of other people. And he goes, I forget what he said. Something along the lines of, "Did you see anything? See anything?" And I just shook my head, yes. And you're like, "Really? Yeah." And I'm just like, oh. "I'm like, yeah." yeah. And you're just asking these questions. <laughs> I'm showing those guys that oh, are sitting in yeah, their lawn I'm not, chairs. I'm not used to, to you know, keeping being it. secret agent fisherman. Well, you know, I, it's, it, I was all excited. Yeah, I'd have been like, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, Where? He, there, there was a genuine excitement there, but I failed to bring the fish to shore. <laughs> but our it was fishing. really clear. The first hit was a rock, and the second shadow was a log just going just, right Just down. drifting by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the shadow, too. It was about a three-foot Well, you know, at, at least I didn't, like, snag a branch. <laughs> Got one! Vans, come here, I need help! And yeah. then just a stick comes floating up real slow, <laughs> or a garbage in bag. Your, in front of the audience. Yeah. Because I, I had a good audience there. I mean, they were probably in their upper 50s. Oh, yeah. Lawn chairs. I mean, they had good lawn chairs sitting there. Two rods a man. Well, they also had a third backup, just in case, you know. It was pretty crowded in there, you know. It you was. Had to, you had to watch where the rods were going. It's a hot spot. It's, it is Apparently, because you always see people there. So I, I, under, I understand how you got to be. So, but anyways, if I, I could keep talking about... You know, when we left, we went to another spot, fished for about another 10 minutes. I'm not going to get into details because no one will listen to this podcast if I drone on about nothing. So <laughs> that was the, uh, <laughs> I could, I could make that a half hour, but who wants, who, who wants to hear that? Yeah. Um, so that was that. I had a hit bank yanking on the, uh, first ever PA Northwest area for Vance. You're gi- you're giving away too much information. I am. I have just given it away. I know Wade knows exactly where I was standing. Yeah. Wade is halfway local. I see him once in a while in my spots. He's okay to know. Yeah. He knows the secret. He, the, secret the secret's spot. out, yeah. But, okay, we'll go to hunting. We'll hit, hit hunting. We got Wade here. He's not... He's about to leave. Yeah. He's, he's like, I'm done with this. Screw this. I got places to go. No, I'm good. Just let's listening. Ta- yeah, let's start. <laughs> okay. Hey. Let's let's see, Todd, if you can make your hunting story, first day, PA rifle, last longer than the hunt actually was. Speed hunter. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 yeah it's going to be hard to do. I have to start with the, well, I drove to the spot. And, Wait, yeah. I woke up and I had a bag. <laughs> yeah, I woke up. No. It, was, it was a quickie. It, uh, sometimes that happens. 
got to my spot, climbed up, pulled up my lunch, getting really settled in for the day. I, I actually, I was just, uh, you know, start breaking daylight, had, you know, put, put some shells in the gun. And I, I, I know what I was doing. I reached in. I was like, you know, I'm going to open up some hand warmers because here in a couple hours, I'm going to get pretty cold. And way up on the hill. It was nice and frosty. I could hear, I could hear that walking. And, uh, I turned around, I could see the body come down, coming down off the hill, and it was a big single deer. And I, with the place I'm hunting, we don't have a high deer population. As soon as I saw it was a single deer, I'm like, yeah, that's going to be a buck. And uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell. It was in, in amongst the trees, and it went down in a little gully. And as soon as it popped up out of the gully, I could see the white rack glowing. Oh, it's still pretty early. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had to look for points and everything. Long story short, it worked its way from... 250 yards away, ended up coming about probably 60 yards past my stand behind these couple of hemlocks, but I could not see, I couldn't see it when it, when it, when it came up out of that little gully. I had a real mountain. It, it, it's pretty rough. Uh, you know, it's McConnell's Mill State Park area. There's some big, big ravines along, right along Slippery Rock Creek. Uh, you know, it, it, it's some rugged territory. And, uh, when the deer popped up, saw it was a nice, for me, a nice buck. Saw the point standing, and uh, you know the, the whole, the whole, the whole thing from the time I saw him to the time I shot him took ten minutes. I waited till the last, you know, as he was going. He just got to the point where I said, "Well, I got to shoot now, or I'm not going to get this deer." And it was over. One shot, bang! I was done. So got a got a nice, a nice, uh, nice buck. I'm happy with it. So. My season was very short. It was probably a little longer than the turkey season. They had to climb the tree stand, and I got there, you know, a half hour before it got daylight. Otherwise, it really wasn't much longer than my turkey hunt. So haven't hunted much this year. <laughs> yeah, you're a speed hunter. You just get out of the car and boom. Yeah, get I, was, I was getting text. Get it done. I don't want to be cold. I just want to get it done. Yeah. yeah, I got a text from Todd. He's like, I just walked to my ladder, and I haven't shot a deer yet. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. It gets cold today. I hate the first day sitting there all day. We have a lot of pressure. I mean, we don't. I, I enjoy going hunting with deer pushes and, you know, my dad. And my, my dad still takes part in some of his buddies. You know, they're late 60s, early 70s. My brother's younger than me, but, you know, we get involved in it. And I, I enjoy that more. I enjoy, you know, the deer drives, the old time deer drives. But usually when I get one, it's sitting on the first day. And, once again, that's that's uh, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't have to sit long though. I we'll put it this way: I didn't I didn't uh, need to pack into my lunch. You didn't I need the have, hand warmer. I go had breakfast back home. I took the deer home, hung it, skinned it, went back and, and met my dad, and it was like eight thirty or nine. <laughs> the heat, the the, 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 yeah, the truck so was still it, warmed up. It, it was fun. It was nice. Yeah, the truck was still warmed up. Yeah, the truck was yeah. still warm. You didn't even have to turn the heat back on. Yeah, I didn't take my coffee. It was still warm when I got back to the car. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, That's worked awesome. that nice. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I, I guess I, I went out too, but no one wants to hear about me not even taking a gun just to look at deer either. So, yeah, I saw I saw a bunch of dough and a little six point. I sat for ten hours. How was it? I was comfortable. Yeah. It was fun. I saw a boatload of dough. I'd much rather do the Todd thing. Just get out and... I think most people would. 
I would have too, believe me. I mean, <laughs> you did your turkey in like 30 seconds, and you did your deer. And I don't know. It's a race, I guess. Let's get out. But I, I have a good stand. I'm in a good stand. I mean, either my grandpa or I or one of my other cousins or different people at different times of my grandpa's friends. Someone's been in that same general, like, valley since, uh, you know, 1971. And uh, they keep logging the upper half, and you know, it's a, there's fields up on top. It's just a, it's just a good spot. I do not see a lot of deer, you know. Uh, you just shoot the ones you I, see. I, there, there's been the last two bucks I got out of there. Two out of the last three years, I got deer. I got them at like ten thirty or eleven o'clock. They were walking on their own. It was the first deer I saw both those days. Hadn't even seen it, you know. I hadn't seen a deer yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, one day I sat there till four o'clock. Shot one at about ten after four. It was. It came in with the doe, and that was the first deer I saw. So, but I see a buck or two. You know, with our restrictions, I do see some little ones there once in a while. But it's a good spot. I can't leave the first day there. You know, Andy invited me up, and it hit sitting in a nice warm tower and you know it's tempting but i i I don't know what's going to take for me to leave leave the area you know my grandpa's gone all his friends are gone it's like i have have to know what goes through that valley (laughs) Mm -hmm. i uh good choice that's a nice buck it was a beautiful buck now you're calling it a seven point i'd call it an eight and uh would you say it had a what, what was the outside spread well, the outside's like 16 and a half or something like that. Outside, inside's just like right around 15, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not. It's a very yeah. nice Pennsylvania whitetail. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're not dropping booners left and right in this state. Yeah. But we're getting yeah. a lot of 90 to 110-inch bucks yeah. lately. So Nice. You can get them. You can get them. Bow hunters get more than the, than, than the gun guys. I mean, there's no doubt. The bow, bow hunting's a way to go to get the big ones and... Uh, uh, but if I waited on those giants, I wouldn't ever have any deer meat. So, <laughs> yeah. I I, I want to uh, before we go to wait. I want to I I love this line because you you brought it up. There's always controversy on the forums and stuff like that about the deer herd, the population in Pennsylvania, and I love it when I read someone that says this. Oh, the deer hunting sucks. Blah 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 blah. I only saw one deer and I shot it. Mm. I, I love it when someone says. I only saw one deer and I shot it in conjunction with them complaining about a deer herd. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if that's all the, the only deer you saw and you shot it, then that's not a good thing. Yeah. You're part of the problem. <laughs> You're not part <laughs> yeah, of the solution. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. But you, you brought that up because it's in a different light. Two of the last three years, I only saw one deer and I shot it. <laughs> and they were yeah. these nice bucks. <laughs> nice really? bucks. I mean, they were, they were bigger than this one. Uh you know, in, 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 in a hole, you know, one was a 10, one was a nine, a lot more mass. But, uh, yeah, I, once again, this year I saw one deer. And you shot it? At quarter after seven, yeah. <laughs> nice. I did see deer when I was leaving, but, yeah. yeah. I killed the only deer again. Now there's, there's, uh. You have to see if that, you, you know, you were talking to me outside the the podcast see if you're going out hunting more and you were like i don't know if i'll see a bigger buck or i usually will you have to let us know if you see a bigger one if you'll be kicking oh yeah if you you wish i'm gonna be doing some pushing i usually i usually do and that doesn't mean i could kill it but i could throw it lead at some of those ones when we're uh 
doing drives. I've, I've got them on the drives before, mm. but uh, yeah, it was one of those deals. I knew if I let, I, I knew, I knew it was nice. I, I knew, I knew that if I didn't connect there, I was going to have a long day sitting there thinking, "How did I not get that beer?" Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it worked out good. Yeah. But uh, we'll kind of end the hunting thing right there. I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna leave this cliffhanger so everyone's gonna listen to the next podcast. Oh yeah. I took Vance shooting today. First time shooting a gun in a long time for Vance. I'm not going to tell you how he did. I'll, we'll talk about it after his hunt on Saturday with me. Mm. So that's the cliffhanger. In the hut. In the glamorous hunting. Yeah. Heat. I'm going to have heat there. Because I, I know that you complain about being cold. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's not manly. People say it's not manly hunting in those things, but we have a bench press and a squat rack. That's so right. I plan on doing that all day. Vance will be working out all yeah. day. Yeah. Lifting. Yeah. And um, very manly. I'd probably just go with Todd and just... <laughs> yeah, get just get done real quick yeah. instead of instead of wasting hours with me. <laughs> I'm, like, all the, I'm just saying, man. Me, it, it gets it done is, fast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Manly. Yes. Okay. We we got Wade here. I've spent thirty three minutes not talking, <laughs> talking to, Wade, to Wade except for the time that he cheated on the <laughs> on the mud puppy drawing. People were probably probably still pissed. Oh yeah. I've my phone's been blowing up with emails. Oh yeah. About what? You pulling let, your own uh, name? I gave it, I gave it away. We so gotta we, let him talk. That's fair. Th- this mm-hmm. isn't live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyways. Wait, tell us about Midnight Sun Trophy Pike. All right. Um, well, we're based in uh, western Alaska on uh, tributaries of the Yukon. Um, now, when you say tributaries, are we talking about like tributaries like streams you're going to catch native brook trout or tributaries like you can pull an oil tanker up them? Um, they're... the. It's a drainage system. That's why it's kind of it's a unique place. Um, the water, you know, comes from the Yukon every winter and like kind of floods the area. Okay, and that's what it's created these sloughs and lakes over time. Uh, and by the end of the season, like this year, actually, the the water rose like five feet, like the last week of the season. And, but usually, it's draining out of there. Um, so it's, when it's draining, it's actually like these big marshy swamp-like things are just slowly going down, down, down. Right. Yeah. All the lakes are kind of disappearing, and uh, you know the main channels will still be there, but uh, they eventually. I mean, there'll be some wintering holes and stuff where fish do stay, but. Um, and this happens every year. Yeah. Okay. It's forever. It's been happening. So um, you're in the west part of Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty far. Southwest away. or like dead west. <sighs> More southwest, mm-hmm. right? Um, like fish, how far? Like how far away from like Anchorage or something? Uh, three hundred some miles. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you're just on the doorstep. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the middle of nowhere. Do, do you take like llamas out there? Or? Llamas? <laughs> no, we take a couple couple uh, puddle jumpers and then kind of get in a boat and drive to. Um, we have a houseboat that stays out there that we live on all summer it's uh 67 by 16 
feet long, and then we have a, a dock on the back with our three skiffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you take clients out. Yeah, that's what we take clients okay. out. Um, uh, this yeah, is, I, this I, is I, awesome. I did a trip with Wade for muskie. Wade and I went muskie fishing there a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago now, and uh, yeah, we, we got to talking about it and what he was what what he was doing. I mean, I met, I met Wade a few years ago, and and uh, you know, he just got a. He just got a win. What I mean, what what? Uh, how'd you find out about that place? To go up and take that job. Uh, well, actually, I I was looking for something to do, and you know, I wanted to be a guide. Um, yeah. So can, I can you say that you were bored? Yeah, I guess I would say that. <laughs> I mean, I was just driving truck for you know. I, I want to kind of change it up, I guess. And okay. Do something I like. I you you like know, to love do. to do. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love um, it. And you just said, I want to find the furthest place that doesn't need a passport. Right. <laughs> um, actually, I just kind of, I asked a kind of a, you know, a legend in the fishing industry. I was like, I was talking to Bob Messicomer actually on Facebook and uh, he suggested I, he's like, you should get a hold of Scott up, you know, at the Midnight Sun because he's, he shot a some videos up there before and um i got to looking at it and i was really interested in it and basically wouldn't let uh scott say no i basically told him i was uh okay i basically told him i was coming up there to to be a guide and mm-hmm. i've been there for the past three years and it's worked out really well that's awesome. That's cool. Is that it? is cool. Yeah. So you're up up in Alaska and you're fishing for these pike. When you think Alaska, you think salmon, trout, uh, like redfish, rockfish. I think gold rush. Gold rush. All that stuff. <laughs> no man's land up there. It's, Halibut. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. And then when, you know, when I was talking to the guys here and they said, you know, there's, you know, this way, way kid guides for pike up there. I was like, for pike? That's crazy. Um. And I started looking at some of the pictures and stuff, you know, just Googled Alaskan pike and stuff like that. There's some tankers up there. They're enormous. They're bigger than the muskies down here, so, you know, with, with the size you can get up there. And when I think of pike fishing, I think just, you know, going up there and jigging and throwing jigging twister tails up in Canada or something like that. And then Daredevils. You know, stuff, you, know you, you, you see that stuff on the internet, on TV shows. We're up here... Come up to Canada, it's, you know, no man's land. We're catching walleye after walleye and all this stuff. And they're not put your hand in the water, they'll bite them off. <laughs> right. They, I, w- I was just blown away by this pike stuff in Alaska. It's crazy. If I was, you know, if I was like a, a gun-ho guy for, you know, going to Canada for, you know, we go pike fishing up there and walleye fishing and all this stuff. But, I mean, seeing those pictures of those pike, it draws me to... Alaska because they're much bigger than the things you're seeing coming out of Canada and whatnot. I mean, I, that, but that's just my opinion. This is what the Google machine has led me to believe. Right. So okay. Te- tell us about. Tell us. Tell us about a day. I I just booked a trip to go up there. What do you guys? Do? He just stepped on your skiff. Here we go. What are you gonna prompt him? It's gorgeous out. Beautiful weather, scenery. Um. I usually kind of start. I start the week slow and just, you know, take people fishing somewhere where I know I can catch fish. Hopefully. I, I can never promise that. You know what I mean? And the first day, I'm not really worried about catching 
giant fish. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about like Action. just getting them on some fish and feeling them out. Fe- yeah, they fish working together and just I call it damage control because mm-hmm. I have like got to get them setting hooks correctly mm-hmm. and you know on the same page like okay we don't need to change 50 baits that throughout a day we need to find like a couple things that work mm-hmm. and cover water yeah. basically and you know okay um, there's a couple questions okay these people come up do they stay they do a couple days with you no it's it's um Five full days of fishing. And Five like full days of fishing. A, a half day, because okay. like the mm-hmm. travel time, you usually get there. Oh, sometime in the afternoon, we take them out for like you know a half day, and then mm-hmm. come in for lunch. Okay, and then you setting hooks. The hook regulations up there is a lot different than what we're using down here. Yeah, uh, so single barbless mm-hmm. on you know everything. Uh, yeah. Single barbless hooks. Yeah. What size? Uh, that that all depends on on the lures and the, mm-hmm. the flies that you're using. Okay. Um, you know, on bigger you know bucktails and stuff mm-hmm. like uh, number like eight blade like butcher tails and stuff, I'll use six seven knot hooks. Yeah. And like you're getting a lot better hook set with a rod, you know, than you are mm-hmm. with a, a fly rod. Mm-hmm. You're just not getting that penetration when you're setting. I've experimented with. You know, last year I was using a lot of big hooks and offset hooks, and this year I just went back to straight, um, just your normal Gamagatsu, like, four aughts and five aughts is, you know, three to fives is yeah. all I really use on all flies. Yeah. Um, bigger, and you're just not really, it's not beneficial, I don't believe, mm-hmm. so. Um, okay. Are you fishing more with the spoons and the lures or with the flies? It really depends on on the the guests. Um, the guys, okay. Some, some guys are. I mean, a lot of guys are hardcore fly fishermen, and that's what they come up for. Mm-hmm. They don't want to catch anything on, you know, you know, Spoon. spoons and spinners. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's their their deal. Um, some days when you have you know twenty mile per hour winds, you, yeah. you wish they wouldn't, but mm-hmm. you make it work. Yeah. Um, that's tough casting those flies in the waves, right? Yeah, and all day long, like all week, takes a, a beating on you mm. for sure. Like you can see it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. sometimes you just gotta stop and be like, "All right, guys, we gotta get together. We're gonna just Let's try mess to everything fish, up." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best guys are the ones that use both, and whenever you get into them, then they, you know, they'll switch over to fly fishing. You know. Yeah. Um, up there, it's it's you know guys that go to Canada all the time. You know, they come up and they're. We fish a lot of shallow water, and it's muddy, so they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, used to pristine water, big weeds, right, stuff and, like that, and you know, cabbage and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, we pretty much just fish in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're getting your your clients. Are you getting a lot of people that are experienced fishermen? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily for. For pike, but I mean, a lot of them are experienced experienced fly guys, guys mm-hmm. or just you know, this is something they really wanted to do for a long time, and they, um, you know, they're they're musky guys mm-hmm. from you know all over the place, you know. Yeah. Um. How we have people from you know 
Sweden and mm-hmm. uh, just, I guess we call it Europe land. Europe land. Yeah, it's just from Europe. Just all over. Uh, Very cultured people. <laughs> yeah, mm. we're not ignorant of anyone else. <laughs> we'll just call it Europe <laughs> land. Europe. <laughs> now, do you get any from Asian land? No, no not necessarily. <laughs> About Russia land. It's like right in your backyard up there. Very close. (laughs) That's awesome. I I mean, that is just... Before we move on, do you think that you're... I mean, do you guys lose a lot of the fish with single barbless? Or do you feel that you're catching a pretty high percentage of the fish? You know, I always say, I mean, when we're casting, when a fish gets the bait when we're casting, I mean, you know, 50% is... Probably a little on the low end, but you know, guys just miss a lot of fish, and that's why on jerk base with three, you know, they have a hard bony mouth. What's your, what, you know, what do you think your hookup rate is with a single hook? It, the hookup rate, like everybody kind of worries about that, but it's yeah, the the hookup rates ratio is better, um, unless you're trying to, uh, unless you're trying to throw something giant with, you know, a, a, not, we'll do it. Like I, I bring up, you know, little grandmas or different mm-hmm. jerk baits and stuff every year and you know tried to use them and they're toys to you know play around with for sure and guys get a kick out of them but mm-hmm. gliders and stuff just don't hook up well but you know spoons and spinners and flies you know single hook i, I just think they penetrate better and yeah that's all you need is one yeah. hook and a fish to bring it in so that's true yeah that's right that's interesting it makes your job a lot easier for unhooking them uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be impossible to. to I, I just couldn't do my, you know. Not it, yeah, it, it, impossible because you guys are catching <laughs> you're a cy- lot of fish. You're you? cycling yeah. through. You Not are. necessarily. Like I would never say that you're gonna come up here and catch a hundred fish every day. Right. Like, could could you say yeah. I could come up there and catch one fish a day? Yeah. Sir, okay. I, I would hope. I would hope so. That's too. the worst day I've ever had. One fish. Yeah. Was it? Now I gotta ask you this. Don't mention names. Was it conditions or was it the angler? Oh, it was conditions because I, I came home and I was all... Well, you, you didn't know. let me finish. Or was it the guide? Oh, it, 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 was, <laughs> it was conditions. Because we all went out that day and I I came in and I kind of, you know, had my head down. And my boss asked me, how'd you do today? And I was like, caught one fish. And he kind of laughed at me and he's he's like, he's like, I beat you. We got three fish. And I was like... I honestly only had one angler in the boat that day, but he had two, and I was like, that's not even fair. You had two anglers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It, it was just a day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you'll you'll always have a tough day here and there, but you've never had a tough week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it, it's the most, probably the most amazing fishery in the world as far as pike go. Mm. Um, I don't like that you said it's muddy. I keep wanting to think right. these big... <laughs> green wavy weeds just moving in a slow current and you can just look out and all you see are four foot pike everywhere <laughs> the uh, beautiful backdrops moose on the shoreline a moose fending off a grizzly mm. and an eagle <laughs> swooping down it's like the pictures well there are unicorns so i mean you'd like that no way Unic- <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i didn't want to tell you but I, I caught a leprechaun the other day <laughs> occasionally you'll see those too <laughs> Um, the water was really low this season, starting out. Like, we see big fluctuations in... I thought you were going to say Bigfoot, but okay. <laughs> no, no, big fluctuations in, in water levels throughout the year. Um, this year, it started out low and just kind of kept dropping. 
until the end of the season, and then it, it decided to rise on us like five foot in a week. No, um, that was due to rain. Yeah, just 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 rain nonstop up, you know, up above us, I guess, for you know mm-hmm. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So honestly, it, it kind of killed any chance of having you know cabbage because the water was so low. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was really cool to see low water this year, just because you. I could go into a lake and be like, hey, I didn't know that structure existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have a map? Are you marking stuff or are you just keeping it in the old vault up here? Yeah. No, we we don't keep maps or GPS coordinates or anything. like. No depth finders, nothing? Oh, we have depth finders for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but it, you just, you know... I've just learned the water over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you hit anything with the boat? Um, there's. That's why that's part of the, I learned the water. Is right. it by bumping? St- uh, I've got stuck yeah. on islands and stuff for sure. You've got stuck on islands. <laughs> well, small, you know, sandbars and stuff. Okay. Nothing too crazy. So that that boat, the the what are you what are you guys fishing out of again? What what's the size? What's the motor? Um, they're eighteen foot. Um, mm-hmm. just you know. Uh, flat bottom boats, uh, seventy five Hondas on them. Nice. Jets or props? Props, yeah. They, it's not necessary to have a jet up there. Tillers, honestly. No, we have consoles. So. Yeah. Um, you had Vance excited for a second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we no. talked about a couple of the very rare bad days. What I was blown away by in talking to uh, Wade about this was. Uh, Tell him, you know, tell everybody about a good day. Average to good day. How the numbers oh. of fish you guys are catching. Well, I actually did some, I did a little bit of homework before I came, and I don't like to talk, you know, Got a anything here. up, but I'll just throw it out there, I guess. Uh, we had 57 anglers this year, and, uh, I guess the numbers are we had 555, you know, northerns over 40 inches. How many? 555 over 40. Yeah. Over 40. So that averages <laughs> almost 10 per angler. That. What do you think All about right. that pike over there? You think it's, it's a av- really nice fish? A- average day. <laughs> That's, That's a really nice fish. Yeah. <laughs> that that was, and, and I'm not I'm not bashing at all the person who did it. I bought a 42-inch replica, and it came in at 40. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it must have shrank when it dried. But um, it's it. I love that mount. I'm not. Right. We're gonna have him on the podcast later. But honestly, the the that 40 number doesn't really. We're not. We don't go out to catch 40-inch fish. I mean, we keep track of them, but you complain about them. The we don't dang complain 40s, about them. I just can't keep them off the line. No, they're great fish. Five hundred and fifty-five forty-inch fish. Continue. Yeah. Um. Because we had fifty-six between forty-five and forty-six inches. Nice fish. Fifty-six and forty-five to forty-six inches. Thirty-eight from forty-seven to forty-nine inches. Thank God. And nine over fifty. Um. Two big. Are we two fifty-ones this year? Um. The first week of the season, we got a 51 in July. Um, 
And towards the end of the year, I'm not I'm not sure. It wasn't the last week, but one of the last weeks, we I got another 51 with a with a guy named Jan. He was 80 years old, so that was pretty awesome. special, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> last really day, good guy. he was flinging a fly rod the whole time. They got bump boards no, he, out there, and no, we measure them all in measure, water. Yeah, yeah, um, which works out really good. Mm-hmm. Is, is it accurate to the eighth of an to, inch? To eight, yeah, I mean, but. I, I'll throw all your numbers out the window if you didn't go to a 16th. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I was I was really happy for him because he – I I had him all week. He's he's 80 years old. He comes out. He doesn't complain. And it, Not him and his boys. No. Man, that weight. I can't believe. Why am I stuck with him? No, Let's have him on. They, they come up every year, and the it, it's just like the most nasty week. It's just cold and rainy, and, and that's what they love, I guess. Um, but I think he, he got that 51 and, uh, both of his boys got a, I got a 48 with Steve and a 49 with Rob. Like, seems like they all happened like the last half hour of, of every day that week and just kind of nail biters for me, but, uh, you pulled it out. How, yeah. how long is your season up there? Um, we go from starting it varies. I'm not sure what when in July we start this year. Um, one of the first weeks in July, uh, up until you know the end of September. Okay. Um, so you're starting with, uh, and and how long is your fishing day? That's like three months. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like three months, and you got five fifty-five over forty. Yep. Yeah. That's, plus, yeah. Plus I everything mean, else, like not, you know, yeah. that's not. You guys yeah, catch over a thousand fish. fishing. I mean, it. it uh, I, I got a kick out of uh, Wade saying like some days his hands, his hands hurt from from releasing fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, if you if you have a, you, you guys have had days where you catch close to a hundred. You have hands, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I. You know, I, I would never say it's a numbers fishery, but yeah, of course we, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, we have some amazing fishing, like yeah. consistently. So a fish every six um, minutes, forty inch fish. <laughs> Things can happen real quick. Like I've I've gone all day and you know kind of had a hard time, and then just find a spot where you know you just smack down some big fish. Kind of like Vance was talking about the other day, where he fished all day and then by no means just find a pot big. of by pot m- of fish. And by just, no means were know, these forty inches. Well, you, <laughs> which is a, which is a is a not that great of a fish up there. That's what's insane. Oh, about. they're they're great fish, but I mean, that's, not one to get excited yeah. for. I mean, they're great. Yes, they're great fish. They're forty <laughs> inches, but you've caught five hundred and fifty of them in a couple months. That's right. crazy. Where else can you do that? Um, I mean, that's nuts. I'm not sure. Really, on you know, that's. There might be. I mean, there's there's great fishing in Canada. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Um, I think we're you know probably where we're at and the way we run things that it's it's you know probably the best yeah. pike fishing destination in North America. You yeah, know? that's incredible. Um, that's why I'm there. <laughs> how, now, how long is are the days in July there? I mean, because you, you you have midnight. It, it's in the name Midnight Sun. Right. I mean it. It stays laid out twenty, you know, all day long. Yeah. Uh, it 
it dims a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it's, you know, it's still pretty bright. I'm mm-hmm. glad I, you know, sleep downstairs where I can kind of, kind of be dark and actually yeah. get some sleep. You know what I mean? Um, <coughs> but can you catch fish at like any hour? Because it's like, does that mess up the fish? Now, obviously the, they'd be used to it, but. The fishing's consistently better in the evening. We don't even go out till 10 o'clock. How do you know it's evening? 10 o'clock. In the morning. In the morning. Yeah, that's when we... Like, we don't get up at 6 o'clock to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, because and, the sun is still up in the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and later towards the fall, we we even don't... We'll go out at noon and fish till 9 at night. Um, just to kind of catch that, you know. Now it's all catch and release? Yeah, all catch and release. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you keep any of the pike up there to eat? No, we we don't keep any to to eat. Um, mm-hmm. Just not good business to sure to keep your you know absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, fish. I'm asking this because you know <laughs> you, usually people will catch pike and have shore lunches and stuff like that. Right. How um, many people say I, I want to keep this? No one. Everybody knows they the they know it before. Up. It's not yeah. like you have to break their news to them mm-hmm. that this no. trophy <laughs> pike they just caught. Yeah. Hey, give it the old heave ho. Say goodbye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I guess uh, we don't just sit there and beat on holes. We we fish like we go out and we, you know we fish a zone. Um, if you have a hard day, you have a hard day. Like that's that's just what it is. You go fishing, mm-hmm. um, and that's how strong that place where we're at is. You can there are fish like in your zone, and if they're not, then we're not going to go back there <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. But I mean, can you catch them off the houseboat? Yeah, there might be a few fish in and around Have the houseboat. Have you tried it? <laughs> All right, hop it's in a, the boat, a, and you just, like, untie it and just drift 10 feet back. Okay, now make one right over there by that pontoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that lake's, you know, my baby, I guess. So that that's my spot. That's where I get to fish. Um, <laughs> pretty consistently, at, at least. Maybe not every week, but just depends how, how it's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So I let the cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's not really a secret usually. Okay. Because <laughs> and, and 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 that boat, the big boat, you said stays there. Right. All it stays. season, right? That's that that's the way you're able to do this. I mean, that's your home base. You're not allowed to get and go to shore. Yeah. Or, I mean, you're not really allowed to like set up camps on shore and everything. No. Uh, it's, so, it's, you, so you're living off that boat. Yeah, it's it's all native land up there. So. Uh, it's a really, it's remote, and, like, the logistics of the operation are pretty crazy. Um, Scott does a really good job of running the place, and, you know, I came up there because um, I, I was really interested in, you know, pike fishing. It, it looked, you know, like something I'd really enjoy, and I guess I stayed because of Scott. Like, he's, you know, I like the way he runs everything up there, and... Um, Scott, if you're listening, I, I think Wade's saying he wants a raise. No. <laughs> no yeah, actually, yes, he does. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen his face. He got this look on his face like, what are you doing? I don't really need a, a pat on the back and good job anymore. I need, you know, high expectations and just more money in the bank. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He's that good. Amazing. No, what no? What was the the biggest pike you ever seen up there caught? Um, 
I guess I guess the the, the lodge records fifty fifty four fifty five inches. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've seen pictures of it, and uh, I think an old owner probably has that record. Yeah. Um, but I know in the past, I know Scott's got several fifty threes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Barry Reynolds on one of the videos they were shooting up there. They they landed a fifty four. Um, I think it's fifty four by twenty eight. Wow! It's just giant. Wow! It's, wow! Wow! Yeah, giant. <laughs> yeah, this is on Barry Reynolds. Uh, in pursuit of the water wolf. Um, it'd be a really good good video to check out if you' interested in uh, watching some good pike fishing. It's on YouTube um, or? Um, I I don't know if it's on on YouTube. I I have it on DVD. Oh yeah. Um, That's incredible. What's this? What's this lake called again? Um, it's just the Yukon drainage. Just the Yukon drainage. Uh, it, yeah, we fish different. Like different how many miles do you there. have there? Um, I think total river, just counting like the, the channel, is like three hundred fifty miles of river. Um, where do we you ever fish. Just say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot shoot the gap and just go all the way up it. Um, it, it's not a straight, you know, <laughs> left or right. Um, <laughs> you know, there's. How'd I break it down? Uh, maybe it turns like oh, I, I can't even break it down that easily. Um, we're we're pretty centrally located where we have the boat, and we drive up to two hours um, in pretty much any direction. Um, we we really spread out our fishing. Um, we we hit zones basically, and we we never like double tap something during the week. And, uh, you know, so we, we let fish rest because if you go in there and you just beat them up all the time or, um, you're just going to push them out basically. Uh, that is not what we do on our life. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, there, yeah. there's a difference between, of course, these fish travel with the, you know, yeah. and there's, there's also resident fish in locations and, um, I guess it took me a while to realize that, but I saw I definitely saw it last year. Um, and you always have to hunt up new spots to find big fish because you can't just say I this is all I got, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you find a new spot in 350 miles of river? You go and you fish it. Um, <laughs> I would say that's the difference. I I wouldn't necessarily compare how I fish. I guess for muskies around here to how I fish for pike up there, I, we cover a lot of water. I, I'd say it's more like bass fishing than uh, than musky fishing. Like, <clears throat> I guess in certain locations I will do like, you know, drifts and stuff. But <clears throat> we're, you know, Wednesday we pound exclusively shorelines because that's not what I did most of the season because. The water was so low, you didn't really have shoreline. Uh, they really he, were he that did, scattered. You didn't have that shoreline right. bite. Right. Um, and you just you when you go into a large lake like that, you just have to look for the main features. And I start my I start in the back and work my way out. Um, mm-hmm. That way, I know I've I've done everything I could to to find fish in a location that. And I do I try to do it in a reasonable time that. If something's not working, I I get out of there. 
Like, I don't really, I try not to hold on to the dream too much of, mm-hmm. I'm going to find, you know. For your pride, you have to catch one in here. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, we, we do a good job of, you know, I can't come home and say I spent a half, you know, an hour somewhere and, you know, not get a good sample of what's going on in the lake. Um, Now what? And that's the way we we, we that, fish. That's you just you're picking apart um, a he, enormous amount of water. water. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of different. There, there's a lot of big lakes. There's a lot of you know just we fish a lot of channels, um, which is just like the main you know the main river. Um, a lot of sloughs and a lot of smaller you know lakes. Um, just depends on the the water level. Sometimes you have hundreds of lakes and sloughs and sometimes it uh basically turns into like three giant lakes because um it is a just a flat delta and when the water raises 10 feet you kind of lose your banks and you're just it just floods up it into just a, floods yeah <laughs> hmm. but you're still uh getting them. yeah i mean what, what's the main what's the main forage that these fish are eating that's what I was just gonna ask. Um, the main forage is themselves. They <laughs> really, yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy. Like after the spawn, like we don't start fishing till after the spawn up there. And, um, and what time is that for them? Like April, yeah. mid April. Um, and you'll so that's around well, the time here. I saw yeah, and pike get in there first. You'll honestly just, like this year, I honestly just saw the banks lined with small northern pike. <laughs> really? Three, like three inches long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what those fish are doing. They're just, I mean, of course they're eating larger ones also, but. Do you get those good pictures? I mean, when you're hooked up with a fish, does another one come up and nail it? Um, that happened some this year. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, it doesn't happen as much as you hear stories about, but. Probably three or four times it happened this year. Yeah. Or was Guys. there like a giant one that bit, like, you? so you had a giant one, and then you had a super tanker hit the giant one. You had like 95 inches of pike on the line at that point. No, <laughs> you, usually it's a, you know, you catch that smaller little interceptor, and then the big one was coming for it too, and it, it just nails the other one. Interceptor. It, right. I, I, I can understand <laughs> what that is, but explain. I, I It took me a second. Oh, interceptor! Like uh, the small pike are faster than the big pike because you know they're they just are. Mm-hmm. It's and they react faster, and you know. And they intercept the bait before yeah. the big one gets it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. Whenever you're, uh, you know, like you'll be in like a, a sticky slough that just you know on all sides you just have sticks all around, and you know you see a a nice fish, so you cast at it, and then. Uh, a smaller pike will come and take it, and you're like, ah, oh, I didn't even see that one. <laughs> yeah. So you messed up that fish. So, so, so you like, <laughs> you catch six little ones by the time you get the big one to have a shot. You just weed through well, it. Oh, you hope you still have a chance at it. If uh, <laughs> Sometimes there's nothing you can do, but that's a lot of fun, too, trying to... So we're like, we're, okay, we're, don't catch that one, but this we is clean, what we want. <laughs> we clean weeds off our lures, and you're cleaning pike off, off of yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative, I guess. I'd be wearing like chain mile gloves <laughs> and just as quick as you can just start sorting through them. It's hysterical. 
that's so, edible, so, so that's that's pretty much the only fish in this drainage area is pike. Pike eating pike to make more pike. Yeah, basically. Um, do you see we, any we do, other fish up there? Uh, we we do go she fishing, um, and they're a lot of fun. They're in the, what are they? They're called she fish. Um, they're in, they're in the white fish family. Um, like she s h e s h e e oh okay f i s h yeah okay. Um, I've, ne- I've never heard of them. They kind of look like a, I would say like a striper. Okay. They call them like the tarpon of the north, but. Uh, Are they really they, like the tarpon of the north? They get big. Uh, they get, I guess the biggest one I've ever caught's, like forty inches. Um, That's a big one. So decent, yeah. I mean, they average, most of the time, you know, above thirty inches. I would say, um, and they school up so you can. We had some really good uh, she fishing this year, like early on. Um, it's something we do in the morning. Do you people eat are interested. them? Um, occasionally, we'll keep them. Um, okay. What What do all the she fishing guides say about you catching and keeping their fish? Um, to, I, to my knowledge, there isn't any she fishing guides. It's <laughs> okay. Just, they're They're kind of a rare fish. They're only in. Uh, <laughs> so you're eating them, and you got well, all these bike. <laughs> that well, you they're. Put back. Guys just, they want to catch one just to get a picture with one. Okay. They're, they're only in a handful of drainages in the world. Um, okay. So they're... So it's pretty cool. You can, you take, can catch you know, one there. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's not something we do a lot of, but, you know, maybe once a week we'll go out for... What do they hit? Baby pike. There's, you know... Yeah. Baby sheep, like the late... Baby she fish. Shad, Jeez, what's uh, up with all this cannibalism? There's a lot in, of cannibalism in Alaska. Um, <laughs> so it's really like shad. two fish. I mean, like um, these fish just wipe everything out to where it's these two species fighting for who can eat each other out the best. Every other year, we get a run of like pink salmon that come in. So uh, and they probably turn around and say, "Screw this! There's too many teeth." <laughs> you get a run of pink salmon. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you guys um, go after them? We don't go after them, but I mean, we find them, and yeah, we've we've caught some, and just for are they hitting to do. pike bait? Or are they hitting? They, they will hit small spinners and stuff, and small flies, but it, it's not something we target either. Um, it's incredible. I'm I'm actually I've I've drifted away and looked up this company and in, in the pikes. Do yourself a favor and look them up on Facebook. Uh, Midnight Sun Trophy Pike Adventure. So some of these pictures are incredible. Nice pictures too. Whoever's taken them are that's a pretty good camera. Is it a yeah. selfie stick? You're doing it? No. You're holding this massive pike <laughs> that's like draping over your arm. That's something we also like really I guess Push. pride ourselves on is taking good pictures. Mm-hmm. Um guys come up and they catch these giant fish. They want good pictures of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's something we do. Uh I guess we hold fish a little different than you know, most guys, and, uh, it's I, just... I see that you like to grab them in the eye sockets. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's not the, but, uh, that's a joke, everybody. Just had problems in the past with holding big fish and just, you know, you're not like putting you're your not, hand in the you're, gills. Just, you're not yeah. gilling them. You're holding them by the tail and supporting them by the, you know, mm-hmm. the belly. Um, no, that'd be, that, I mean, with, People that have, have not fished before, holding them is always a problem uh, for, for a picture. Todd can 
write a book about it. I'm, I'm oh, sure. sure. Um, you know, it, it's tough to say, okay, you know, here's the fish. It's in the net. It's a 30 incher. Right. Stick your hand underneath that little gill. Try not to grab the red stuff and hold the thing up. <laughs> Those are the and don't get and don't lose any fingers. The small fish are the hardest one to. Oh yeah. To, <laughs> they cooperate the when you hit them in the head with a, a little piece of wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> Andy's. <laughs> Andy's gone regressing to Canada Lodge stories of holding them in the eyes and and billy clubbing them and eating everything. But, <laughs> I mean. Todd, you you've talked about maybe having clients hold hold fish like that. Do you think that it that is something that, that they... yeah, I told I told uh, <clears throat> Wade that when we were doing it. You know, uh, as we've talked about, I mean, with my clients, it gets controversial, but I, I use that boga grip. You know, those small fish, they want their picture. We get the fish in. I let them hold it on the boga. I cannot hand, you know. A thirty or thirty-five or forty-inch muskie to someone who has never touched them. Yeah, and and get them to hold the fish. I just cannot do it. Uh, there's there, there's no way. You don't have enough time to explain and teach how to do this. So for those small fish, you know, I have the bogo on the lower lip, and we hold them under the belly, and I quickly hand them the fish. We get the picture. I take the fish back off of them, unsnap it, lay it in the water. Uh, but, you know, I, and when I'm fishing in the stream, I never take anything glancing. So I hold them the way that, uh, that those guys are doing their fish. You know, a lot of my pictures, I, just, I bring them in to, by the shore and get my camera set up. And if I want to take a picture and hit the 10-second button, pick them up by the tail, hold them under there. And uh, it's a nice picture. I'm really considering starting to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you do your clients at, at Midnight Sun? Do they catch on to to holding it? Do you notice that they can they can hold it underneath the belly there? With yeah, the tail uh, and hold it out? a lot of times if we get a nice fish and we're in position where we can, you know, mm-hmm. I can just kind of pull the boat up to, you know, close to shore and we can get out of the boat and that's the way I started doing it a lot of times mm-hmm. instead of trying to handle a fish over the side of the boat. We just pull up, drop anchor, get out and handle the fish right there in the water um mm-hmm. it looks better for one you have some scenery behind you instead of standing in a boat mm-hmm. and you're not spot burning either with those big prominent landmarks right. in the back. <laughs> to pull out the uh mic- microsoft paint and pull <laughs> yeah. out the thick brush and start painting that photo up <laughs> or the spray paint can that yeah the sp- pixelates that's very very nice that's popular. I don't think they're getting much pressure up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest That's part. Like, we really don't have pressure. Um, Photoshop yeah, it, the Statue of Liberty behind you. It's so hard logistically for anyone else to come do it. I, it's I, a fly-in. People fly in? Uh, no. Uh, roads there. There's no roads. <laughs> I love it. That's insane. Um, how do you you would to, lose money well, if you... You went up there and tried to start anything how at do you this get, point. How I do you think. get gas? <laughs> um, we buy gas in a in a town. Um, every week I'll I'll drive in after when the clients go home. In the boat. Yeah, we have a we have a what is it like twenty one, twenty three foot uh, you know just uh, deep V um, boat with like a one fifty on it. Tiller. Um, yeah. Um, is it a tiller? No, it's not a tiller. Oh, Sorry, my it's constant blood. Strike two. <laughs> that houseboat's a tiller, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
the houseboat doesn't we don't really move it around anymore just because it's, it, it's a really expensive to operate i could imagine yeah with the price of gas um mm. we bring ga- yeah we bring gas back every week and then um we have a little pump station that we pump onto the boat and uh do you ever spill any um we do our i'm not in the water or anything okay. i mean it spilled on your boot once yeah that's about it I might get on my you know my shirt or something a little bit <laughs> climate change that's yeah but no that's a big that, i mean gas big. is a big part of uh it's a big operation it takes you know drive about an hour and a half to get it an hour and a half back and then you know probably might have two hours and the operation of you know pumping it into the boat every week mm-hmm. um if everything goes well and we don't have bad you know dirty gas i have to change filters every you know oh, you guys are pretty pretty on top of it does it ever get hairy up there where you just had to hunker down and wait for a storm to pass so you can get to this gas or get stranded honestly no like we have pretty beautiful weather i mean it might i guess uh it, it might be rainy and just kind of typical day up there is you know in this in the you know july it's pretty nice pretty warm like you go out there in t-shirts and your waders and um talking 70s yeah 70s 80s sometimes are there bugs um the bugs can be pretty horrendous yeah i guess to put it lightly the gnats and uh yeah gnats and mosquitoes can be can be pretty bad last year they weren't bad though so uh the year before, um, was pretty miserable sometimes. You lost a quarter um, blood in a day. Right. <laughs> um, it, it all depends on the season and the water levels. Of course, if the water's high, it's going to give them more, you know, more breeding grounds. Um, and what do you guys do? Do you, do you do the same thing for food, go into the town with the boat? Is it like a food and gas Yeah, um, we have freezers on the houseboat and, uh, Every week we just bring back, you know, new supplies and that's just part of mm-hmm. probably not cheap. No Nothing cell phone service. Um we have sat phones. Oh, yeah. So for emergencies and stuff. Yeah, communications back home is usually pretty quick, you know. Doing all right. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, just not every day, you know, once You're off a the week grid or pretty something. much. Yeah, it's we're out there. <laughs> Um, it's incredible. I think people kind of enjoy that when they come out, though. They, mm-hmm. you know, just how remote the place is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we keep everything pretty tight, and um, so far I haven't had any problems. Everything runs smooth, and um, there's always small things that happen, but we're always super pre- prepared out there for mm-hmm. you know we have backups to backups you know mm-hmm. um like you blow a generator you just oh yeah another one yeah we have we always have three or four generators at a time and um awesome now i got a question for you what's the longest streak of catching fish on back to back to back casts oh <sighs> I don't exactly have a ballpark. It you had to. Have I know. At least I know. Two one time on this season, I was he- I was heading into a uh, I was heading into a river, 
Um, and the water was very low, so going into it, I, I had the, you know, kind of putts in there pretty slow. And uh, I started fishing right at the mouth of the river and kind of got stuck on the side of like a, you know, got on the sandbar kind of. And the guys were, you know, just started casting. And we sat there for probably half an hour and, you know, probably caught 60 fish. <laughs> I'm stuck, <laughs> but it's okay. Just and I, I just parked it there. I was just like... There's fish everywhere. I was like, uh, we'll just kind of fish it out until, uh... You, what you were hoping was that you'd hook into a big one that would pull you through the sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say we didn't catch a lot of nice fish, but I mean, nothing crazy. Eventually, I was just like, all right, guys, like... That was a lot of fun. And they're like, oh, it's every cast. I was like, let's go and uh, we'll go check out some some other spots. And, you know. What, you, maybe, you're maybe saying that there's a spot better than this one? Yeah. Well, we just, we honestly, we were catching a lot of fish, but we weren't catching giants. So, I mean, we had our fun. And, uh. <laughs> 60, 40 inches. No, no. Yeah. But. <laughs> honestly, I just. That's just one of those crazy things. They're all kind of piling in, yeah. into that river that day. And, <laughs> and you happen to get the boat stuck there. Right. Well, I mean, it's probably the size of your, you know, the entrance might be the size of your building here. Okay. And uh, you can run up that, that little river for three hours. I know where Andy would be fishing. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Is there and, structure there? Are there tr trees and everything falling down? Andy's got I need axe. to make sure that I can drag <laughs> this thing over it. something yeah. because if there's not wood contacting the bottom, this boat doesn't. Well, honestly, fish well. honestly, the river that river, you know, the river's you know long, but there's many sloughs and big lakes that run through there. Um, you you can't fish at all, and you could spend a whole season up there. Mm -hmm. um, now, with it being so remote, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. No, you could no. pretty much do whatever the heck you want up there. Um, like if it's catch and release or single hooks, you could just say, yeah, I haven't seen another living person other than the guys in camp. Or, uh, or they're like kayakers that you round the corner and there's a bunch of kayakers. No, we don't see another. You're the only one. All season, yeah. Um, all season. Yeah, no, I mean... Hey, hey, Todd, Unless, how often do you see a boat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in some sections, I, I guess, you, you know, you will see some natives that are traveling around to do, do things. Uh, they're not really too concerned about about the pike. You know, that's they don't really care in the slightest about going pike fishing. Yeah. It's, and why would they? I mean, there's only 55 inches in there. Right. <laughs> um. But it's always fun to talk to them too, and you know they'll, they'll tell you stories of you know the giants they've old mossy back, right? Old mossy back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're usually entertaining and just uh, for the most part good people. Um, Do you have any like that are just your buddy that you, you'd meet up with them? Oh yeah, we work with a lot of of natives up there. Uh, you know, loading and unloading like supplies and. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we have a pretty good reputation with, with a lot of the, uh, the locals. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the gas costing you guys a gallon? Oh, I'd, I think it's somewhere around $7 a gallon. Um, I guess it's better than $7 a liter. Right. And they're making it right there in Alaska. 
<laughs> you could probably just dig a hole and yeah. yeah. I guess it's supply and demand, you know. Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's such um, a high demand and low supply. Yeah. I don't. I don't handle that. <laughs> I, I'd say it's six or seven dollars a gallon, somewhere around there. Um, just put it on the Cabela's Visa and away you go. <laughs> right. Now, do you come? Now, do you uh, fish? Here when when you're when you're not working or you have you had it you've done fishing once oh no I've pretty much come home and for the first month I'm home just that's that's all anybody wants to do is go fishing so mm -hmm. I'm always running around with somebody and mm -hmm. you know yeah trying to get some fishing in yeah now what's more satisfying a three foot musky or a fifty inch pike oh gosh I gotta 50 ask inch pike oh. I, uh -oh. I've, never, I've never caught a 50 inch pike myself, so I'd have to say the, the 50 inch pike. But yeah. some days I really uh, am happy to see a, you know, a fish, <laughs> a fish <laughs> around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I just. And you caught a you caught a nice one. You went out. You, you fished with Todd. You guys got a nice muskie. Yeah. Right at the end of the day. Yeah, we got. We did pretty well that day. We caught I think seven. I think yeah. we each got we each got a few. Um, I think Mitch, 40... he pulled Mitch out at the end, and we we I think that was our last cast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, ah, we'll be done here. That was good. That was a good day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. I. Chautauquas can be. I was pretty impressed with it. I guess I've had my struggles up there myself fishing, but. Um, yeah, I guess I'll throw a little plug for Todd and say he's probably your man if you want to go up there and catch some muskies, you know? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could see myself maybe up there guiding someday. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You heard it here first. Yeah, maybe when Todd goes in retirement. We'll see. Guide wars. Here we go. <laughs> Guide wars. Nah. Not, nothing like that. Yeah, but that was a nice fish you guys got there. Oh, at, yeah. at, at the end, there's a nice picture. You was, that bad boy. Yeah, I was happy a few weeks ago. Me and my dad were actually out just walleye fishing, and he pulls in a fat 45 just out of nowhere. Really? Like, <laughs> Did it hit a fat head or something? No, it, it hit a three-inch uh, Mr. Twister. Um, big big bait, <laughs> big fish. That's what they right. said. <laughs> I was just standing there like, that, that is a really nice, that's a really big fish. Yeah. Fatty. <laughs> and uh, I guess... Out of all my friends and myself this year, I guess my dad caught the biggest muskie out of all of us, you know, chicken Just, for walleye. <laughs> chicken for walleye. That's what happens. Right. Love it. That's why I said, that's the, that's the tip I tell people when I do seminars. If you want to know where the muskies are, follow the walleye guys. <laughs> they're easy to see. They're, they're posted up. They're posted up. Sometimes they're on lawn chairs and they'll love to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had a really good opportunity this season to, uh, during the July 4th uh, weekend, um, there's there's always some plane conflicts and stuff, and that, that week's always hard for us to, to schedule. Um, so we had one guy stay two weeks, uh, one of our guests that, he's just crazy about pike fishing, he, he, he's been coming up for... Oh, probably 15 years, you know, two, three weeks every season. Um, and uh, also had my dad up 
so I got the to guide my dad all week. So that oh, that's fun. nice. Did did he tell yeah. you how to run the boat? No, my dad just shut up and fished. You know what <laughs> I mean? He just I just kind of treated him like any other guy, and <laughs> it's like, come on, old man, come on, <laughs> yeah, keep casting. Uh, I know I personally had my my best uh, highest numbers day fishing with my dad so that was really cool we caught i think we caught 66 fish that day and 17 over 40 um i think we got a 46 47 48 um wow. that day for you know the bigs so that was really cool to to do that with my dad um and all week we had, we had a good week the whole week but uh definitely that last day we just pretty much hit a home run and yeah, now, I know now he was you, really impressed with the place and just like, just like, thought it was out of this world. So, well, I know where your dad fishes. Right. <laughs> and you're not going to catch 66, 46, 47, 48. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever thought he'd have an opportunity like that. So, that was really great to have him up there. And he just enjoyed the wilderness of it because I think that's something he would have enjoyed doing when he was growing up. Um, so I think he's happy that I'm out, I'm out doing it, and he got to see what I do. So mm. that was really cool for me and him, and uh, I'm just glad for that opportunity. Yeah, you know. Now I had a question and I just forgot it. Oh, you, yeah, you were saying that you'd start out the week, you'd kind of go to a spot just to get some fish, and and you'd do like the little break in period with the guys, and then then the the week progresses and it does what. What do you do different? Take them to better spots? You take them new No, not spots? necessarily, but I mean... Um, I guess as, they, as the, the week progresses, you definitely see people setting hooks better and losing less fish and like just being able to cover water more thoroughly mm -hmm. um they're just hitting their spots you're just working together more as a team together um and yeah i guess you usually try to save the best for last and hopefully you know it works out sometimes it ever... works out the first day you know sometimes it you mm -hmm. know throughout the week hopefully it's consistent and um and then you try to hit that home run at the end or you just hope it does it's usually somewhere in there if it's not the first day it's somewhere in the middle or you know, mm -hmm. I, I've keep having, uh, my own favorite new spot every week, you know, every couple of weeks up there. I'm like, I'm going to go to it, my it, new spot. And then it changes, you know what I mean? It, and it hurts. <laughs> right. That's the cool thing up there. You really do see changes in fish moving throughout the system and, you know, if they're in holding in the fronts or the backs or, you know, just kind of scattered or some, you know, some days you go into places and you're like, huh, nothing's, you know, really going on. It doesn't mean you don't go back the next week and check it out. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, you just keep hammering. Yeah. Fish a lot of water and keep moving. Now are, are, are the fish, are they just, are they heavy? Are they skinny? Are they average 
I wouldn't say like, you know, you look at some pictures of like some European pike and they're just like slobs. Um, we get fat fish for sure. Um, I've seen 44s that are, you know, 22 inches around, just, you know, balloons basically. And then, um, early on in the season, I had a 51 that was 19. She was real skinny, just coming off the spawn. And, um, by the end of the season that, you know, they're pretty thick. I mean, they are river fish. So I, I think they do, they don't maybe get as fat as like, you know, some of those fish you see overseas and like they're they're a different strain for sure um just different genetics but yeah they have um, to be eating like yeah the fatty bait fish over there those things are like um huge but good potential for 30 pounders and there's you know good potential you know there's definitely 40 pounders in the system uh you know i guess the numbers kind of don't why <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah we got nine over 50 this year and what would i say 38 between 47 and, and 49 mm-hmm. with 57 clients so that's almost one three quarters of it's getting there yeah we'd like to make it you know everyone um there's probably some people that are selfish and catch two or three. <laughs> oh, for sure yeah um <laughs> It, it, it all just depends on the week. Um, Incredible. So, would you recommend anyone going up there? <laughs> um. Yeah, if you if you're interested, by by all means, uh, contact me or you know Scott Rowcamp, and we're actually looking to expand a little this season. We're trying. We might be running some float trips on. Uh, It'll be kind of a remote deal. Um, we have like three 18 by 10 pontoons that we're setting up and we're going to, oh, kind of, you know, time together and build a little dock and, you know, set up a little tent camps, uh, hopefully explore up on the river a little farther. Um, I'm not sure we haven't exactly got that far. We have it all set up. Um, I don't think we've, I, I don't think we've booked any trips yet, but. We're going to be working on it. Hopefully um, get a few for the season, see how it goes, and, um, you know, go from there. Yeah. Now, what kind of travel do you expect? You know, right now we're, we're lodged just where we're at right now. We're just, I don't know, a handful of miles south of Erie, Pennsylvania. Right. How would you get there from here? Um, you'll fly to, you know, you'll get a flight to Anchorage. Um, Ignite's probably a couple stops. There's. Yeah, I, I usually stop in, like, Chicago. I think Chicago, and then I'm trying to remember what I did last. I've I've ended up going several different routes, or like Texas to Seattle, and then then to Anchorage. Um, definitely, the travel takes it out of you. It's a good you know day and a half to get there. Um, yeah. Usually, get to Anchorage, stay overnight, and then you'll catch a flight to a couple other you know pops, and then. Uh, you know, we just show up and... Now, does, does a plane, like, land right next to the houseboat, or do you... No, we we go pick the clients up, and then it's about an hour and a half ride to the to the houseboat. Um, On the water. So, I mean, you, you yeah. could, like, literally be sitting in six or seven different planes and jets if, if you're, like, where we're at right now. If you have 
I don't know, let's just say Erie to Chicago, Chicago to Texas, Texas to Washington, Washington to Anchorage. That's a bad flight. It, it all depends <laughs> on how you set your flights up, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you can get bad flights or you can get good flights. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. Once you get into Anchorage, there's a couple other, you hop in some puddle jumpers. and. Right. And then it's just, you know, what's the one trip? Maybe three hours and then the other one's only like half an hour, yeah. I think. Maybe 45 minutes. Um, awesome. That's something. I mean, that's out there. If you have to take a... If you have to, like, land to hop in another little puddle jumper, cub, whatever, plane, just to go again, mm. then to get into a boat... Yeah. Yeah. And go a little bit further, and then to get over that mountain pass, you, you're riding donkeys? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we, we just... You know, we pull up there on the Yukon, and... Uh, go a little ways and cross the Yukon and head back to where we are. <laughs> awesome. Incredible. That's, uh, and you do that every, you know, every summer for the last couple years. Yeah, the past three years I've been doing it and, um, it's been great. It's a lot of work for sure and, uh, it's a grind every season, um, you got, but you it's got, worth it. You guys supply everything. You guys supply the, the fly rods, every, the tackle to people uh, bringing their own stuff. Or Yeah, a lot of times people do bring their own stuff. And, I mean, we always have backups or, you know. Yeah. There's something there in case yeah, yeah. on one of your flights you did not get your luggage. Yeah. There. And uh, had that happen before. Got there and clients didn't have their luggage. And, Ooh. you know. So you make something work and then we ran and back in and picked it up for him. And <laughs> yeah. Nice. So then, what, what, what kind of food do you eat? Oh, on the, oh, we eat really good on the houseboat. I usually come back, you know. Starving? I might not have, uh, I might not have lost any weight, but, you know, everybody says, you know, you look like you lost a lot of weight, and I, I think I just lost muscle from, you know. <laughs> From just standing there guiding and eating Reese cups all all summer. Oh no, but uh, Reese cups. Uh, nice. We eat real good. We have you know, every week you know, st- steak, chicken, pork loin, uh, lasagna, or you know some type of pasta. Um, for lunches, we always have good sandwiches. You know, whatever you want. You know, ham, turkey, pastrami, just you know. Um, good now, if, if I asked for a hamburger, would you make just a burger and a bun? Oh, we geez. actually don't do hamburgers. That's just Andy. Andy can't go now. I, I you had me convinced <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> I know when I came home this year, my parents asked me where I wanted to go eat, and I was like McDonald's, McDonald's double cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah, this one. It's like I really, I really miss those things. <laughs> but no, I. That's that's I guess a. Uh, we do eat well up there, and uh, you'll have steaks, but you won't have hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then okay. So, do you have like a cook? Do you have a maid service? Do you? No, we don't have cooks. We have we have guides. Um, so there's so what's that? There's mean? three guides, and then there's a a fourth guide that's coming on, and you know, uh, usually it's the the main houseboat guy is usually the the newest member of you know. Would be number four. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, and everybody's done it. it. It's just how it works. Um, you got to be able to take care of the houseboat before you can go out and step on a boat. Okay. Um, so you kind of, you earn your spot to God. Um, so number four is going to be doing what? Uh, you know, all the, all the chores on the houseboat, cooking, cleaning. Uh, there's honestly just a million and one little things that just... It's like know. a house. You got to keep it up. Right, yeah. It. And we keep everything real real clean and you know it's 20 some year old houseboat so she takes her you know when you have 10 people boarded every every week it you know we're constantly doing you know painting walls and oh ceilings or you know just all kinds of different improvements or you know maintenance on it um so the, the the new guy cooks cooks the meals right but i mean we take turns and like he'll he'll go out with a, a guide for a while and like you know just observe basically and call him like say this year it was Corey his name our new guide was Corey so like when Corey came with me he'd get a lot of like Corey fish okay so if it's not a big fish he's the one taking it off for me oh, oh I got Corey you. fish. <laughs> Nice. And, you know, if he's having a little trouble with it, I'm, you know, just, just get out of the way. <laughs> he's going to hear about this. it later. <laughs> no, the no. hazing process. And that's the way you learn. You go out there and you touch fish and, you, you know. Cory fish. Cory fish. Right. There's been a lot of wade fish in the day, too. So. A lot yeah. of wade fish, huh? <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting fishery and that... I guess I'm, I can't go anywhere. I'm kind of ruined by it. Um, it I, I don't really think there's anything more exciting than going out there and, you know, whether it's fly rod or, you know, you're casting spoons or what, whatever you like. It, it's just a lot of fun to see, like, a, a four-foot fish, like, Pike. just explode after, you know whatever in shallow water mm-hmm. you know um it's definitely a, just an amazing fishery um now what what kind of rates are you looking at for that five-day trip or whatever um it's, i believe it's 42 or 4300 for the for the the week um that include travel from up to you have to get to Antioch. Um, so well, it's <laughs> you. You get your flight to to Anchorage, and then, and then you have to a get little to flight to yeah to Antioch. So travel costs, if I had to estimate, uh, six seven hundred six seven to a thousand, just depending on where you get your tickets and how one way around. Um, probably if th- I, I say a thousand round. Thinking trip. you're getting like thousand round probably okay so for about um, 5500 right you can go there and just catch a pile of fish oh, hopefully <laughs> i mean you know you, you got to put it in like terms you know this is the right. musky podcast if other than you know saint Clair and todd's boat i don't know of anybody <laughs> yeah. just piling them <laughs> in there like that's the expectation you know so um, you know if, some of those numbers you dropped you know you got to think that 
a bad week is what, 50 fish? Yeah, I guess I would, I would... That would be an awful week. 50 fish. It depends how many, you know... Well, I, mean, I, I just, guess if I only caught 50 fish and half of them were, you know, big fish, that, that wouldn't be a bad, bad week. I'm not sure <laughs> I could pull 50 fish out of some of our lakes in a week. Yeah, I couldn't either, for sure. I mean, there's some spots I know I could catch a ton of hammer handles. Right. But there would practically be no shot at anything over 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's goes back to like what I was talking about before like you, you see you guys progress throughout the week cuz like they might come they, in sucking they, and they, they leave pros. Yeah, you come in and, you, and by the end of the week it's just like I can't believe that happened from then till now like how good you got just cuz you, you know. You hear that? That much experience setting a hook and, you know. Everyone, this is <laughs> this is not only fun, but it teaches you how to set the hook. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And catch the fish. Quit losing them with <laughs> Professor Wade. I guess that's one thing I, I I worked on, you know, last year and this year was, you know, first day getting that out of the way, how you, how you set a hook. And the best way I've been able to figure it out is, like, stand there kind of above the clients, like, you know, a few foot, like you would be in a boat, and pretend they're the fishermen. They're holding on to the fly line. Mm-hmm. And you hold it, you know, straight up in the air, just with a little tension, and you just say, "Tell me when you feel the most tension on, on the line," and just rotate your, you know, just your arm like you would be like when you're setting a hook. Okay. Yeah. Um. Not not like actually setting the hook, but just kind of you're doing the motion, s- starting from twelve to to three or twelve to nine, mm-hmm. and you can Clock. feel the. Yeah, like on a clock. And you can feel the difference in pressure on from the person that's holding it. And I think that's why they understand they have to, you know, you don't do the trout set setting up in the air. Mm-hmm. You set down, like, down in the water. Way. Yeah. And if, if you know which direction the fish is going, you want to set towards their tail. Um, just because that, when you're pulling the way they're going, that's pulling it out of the fish's mouth and not back into them. Um, and you set down cause the fish are coming up after the bait. And if you pull up, like we have a saying up is out. And that's really what you're doing is you're, you're pulling that, that fly or that lure out of the fish's mouth mm. when you're setting up. Um, and I guess I just, I see it out there whenever we're fishing, like the way people set hooks and the difference it makes. So, um, I see it all the time. Too. Yeah. The only problem is I don't get. You know, a lot of times. <laughs> That's your chance. Yeah. Day, if they get two or three chances, right. it's like, well, <laughs> we could have a good day. You don't get a lot of opportunity. So you could really learn on that trip. I mean, these guys are into fly fishing. I can't imagine that they wouldn't be into going up there and, uh, you know, learning. You know, you're going to get opportunities that you cannot get around here. You can really, you know, take the learning curve out of those. You're hoping for a musky strike or a couple musky strikes a day. Uh, man, that would probably help you immensely. <laughs> it's like fishing school almost, too. You know. Yeah. And you have an opportunity to catch. Yeah, trophies. you're going to be catching some. You know, you're going to have opportunities. That, it's some big fish. I mean, 
you, you can fish a long time in Pennsylvania and with a, with, with a regular outfit to get a chance at a four footer, let alone on your fly, you know. So man, you could really go up there and and, and you know play with your hook set and figure out how to do it, <clears throat> especially on that fly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with like a good analogy here, and this this is not even really that close. Around here, the I've only caught three pike over forty in my whole life. And I'd say that's pretty pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've got two forties and a forty-two, uh, and and I'm just like, okay, well, if you're average, you know, not averaging. I know your numbers; they they might be more weak dependent on stuff, but even still. Like ten per client of these forty-inch pike, and I'm just like, well, I'm struggling for number four <laughs> in oh. my life, and I'm just like, well, what what's comparable here that someone could probably get wrap their head around it? And the only thing I could come up with is if you fished your whole life in some, you know, for walleye, and you're like, my biggest walleye was twenty-four, and it'd be like, go out on Lake Erie. Right. All these reef runners, <laughs> yeah, and see if you yeah. catch one under twenty four, yeah, and because and that's the only thing because this you know last couple of years Lake Erie just dumping slobs out of there, mm-hmm. so much that it ruins people from going anywhere else, yeah. But and I'm just like, but with that pike being so remote, it's almost like yeah, that's it's almost like a bucket list thing. You just got to go out there and tangle with these things, yeah. It, that's what kind of drew me there. I guess, you know, Bob Messicum, you know, mentioned it to me and I checked it out and I was just like, I don't know anything about fly fishing, but, uh, I can learn. I, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and I did. And I, I'm glad I, you know, kind of stepped out of my, my musky world, I guess around here and did that. And has, I have a lot of fun doing it. And has it um, helped you with musky fishing? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I am more. I'll move around a lot faster now. I'll, you know, give up on a spot, go to the next. Yeah, and not as maybe not as fast as I do pike fishing, mm-hmm. but I I try not to hold on to the dream if if they're not on the point. <laughs> that that means the fish are somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you can say you know. The muskie just aren't hitting right now or something, but... You're, you're looking at is the ones that are here are not hitting. I got to go find the ones that are Yeah, it, if, if they are there and they're not hitting, yeah, you can stick around another three hours and maybe something will hit, but you could just fish a lot more spots and, you know, Increase come back route. later, <laughs> if nothing else. Nice. Now, yeah. I asked you to prepare a story... Could be big fish, could be funny, could be a many fish day. Now you've already hit all, all of them. I got a pretty funny one, I guess. I want to hear a funny one. <laughs> all right, I was fishing with a, I guess a, a father son combo, and uh, we started into this lake. You know, kind of fish. There's a point outside of it, fish it, and you know nothing. Start to head into the lake. Maybe maybe fish for five minutes. And, you know, the oldest son's standing up front. He turns around, you know, kind of looks at me and's like, do you ever catch anything here? And I was like, you know, just just hold on. We haven't even 
there's there's honestly never any fish. He right? was doubting. There's never any fish in the front of the lake, but I always, <laughs> you know, fish the little channel going in anyways because, well, they get in there somehow, don't they? Yeah. They swim in they there. They could. <laughs> I mean, that, that they, there could be fish there. Right. And it takes like five minutes. Can't say I've never caught fish, you know, in the mouth right. of there, but. So um, he's doubting you. A little bit. Yeah. And uh, get a little ways into it. And I, I don't know if we'd even caught any fish yet, but I, he hooks like a 47. <laughs> Great fish, you know, get a picture and stuff. And Well, I guess by the end of the day, and uh, he was, I think, what was he throwing? A, a booker tail. Okay. And that, I don't know if it, it was kind of muddy water, so I had some black and pink, you know, that's what I use in muddy water is black and pink. Mm-hmm. Um, like real muddy water, not just normal muddy water, I guess. That's the def- kind of a, let, let, let's break kind of down real, the tears. Let's muddy water. Like it's it's you put your lure in the water and you, you it can't pretty much see. disappears, right? <laughs> okay. Where most people wouldn't even fish, I guess. It, you'd just be like that's and uh so we go on and you know I wouldn't say we're catching a lot of fish. We have you know, we're doing pretty good. Um I think we caught a couple other, you know, mid forties and stuff, and then we get to this one spot, you know, a little later in the day, and I think he catches maybe like a forty six, and a, you know, like a, he catches a forty eight, you know. So he's got like three big fish and a couple, you know, nicer uh, mid forties. Yeah, low forties or something. I think his dad might have caught a, a forty, um, and I was just kind of like. You know, uh, I, I think you should just, cause his, his dad couldn't, was sitting down in the boat having a hard time that day. Just, but he was having fun watching his son just, just slay just the dragon. Slay fish. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know, I, I think maybe you should just, I was like, maybe you should just chill out and let your dad, you know, mm. fish this last little bit out. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, that, that lasts about two casts and then he casts again and just hooks into a 50 okay <laughs> okay so the boy his... sits down <laughs> the dad gets up a couple casts into it oh and then he he's just like you know screw that i'm not doing that and just starts fishing again pops a 50 <laughs> and what's the dad doing real excited and you know we get some good pictures of his fish and stuff and i was just kind of thinking you know that's, that's I was looking at my watch and I was like got like eight or nine fish over you know 40 and just some some giants like you know it's I'm, a I'm, good day I'm done I, 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 did, I did my I'm, job I'm, I'm punching the clock guys <laughs> yeah. and uh you know we really don't have that much more I wanted to fish that day and you know so we're, we're just kind of poking around for you know hopefully there's another slug you're dragging in, your feet another slug laying there it did seem like everything just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. But then his dad just catches, like, the the most pathetic, like, 34-inch humpback fish I've ever seen. <laughs> Get it in. But, no, the thing just has, like, a broken back. It's just got slammed by something, by, you know, a bigger fish. And he just kind of looks at me and goes, oh, I, I would catch the cripple fish. <laughs> and I was just like... There's nothing I can do. Oh Your boy God. just slayed it all all day long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you ever catch a fish here? 
Meanwhile, you pour four four-footers out of there. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. They're close to it. I can't remember the exact, but it was like 46, 47, <laughs> catch the crippled one. Oh he God. looks at me and just goes, yeah, I would catch the crippled one. Well, his son <laughs> probably gives him a hard time about that all the time now. Yeah, probably. Never let... He never caught let. all the big ones. No, no, I think he was just happy. Oh, I, yeah. He wasn't there to... Oh, to, gosh, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, that... that that sounds. I'd love to make it up there. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen anytime drink. soon because yeah, right. I can't even oh, go I'm, out and get my mail without having kids screaming. Yeah. I'd like to fish once in a while up there too, but it, it <laughs> doesn't. I can't say I, I spend a lot of time. I don't fish more than a couple hours, probably all season. Wow. That'd be tough. You're just like, <laughs> just watching it. It just. I'm not going to use a reference that I was going to do, but never mind. <laughs> I'm not. But uh, and by the end of the season, you're just kind of like looking at each other, like, "Let's get out of here." Yeah. <laughs> hey, people probably think you fish all the time, but you're you're working. No, I mean we we don't go out and you know if we go somewhere, it's we go somewhere that we assume isn't going to be that great. Just you know, exploring. Might have a few hours every once in a while to. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, we stay pretty busy all all season and just doesn't really leave time for it. <laughs> yeah. Great. Todd, you got any questions? No, we're I'm good, man. Good. Vance? I'd love to love to get up there sometime too. That sounds like just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> catching a lot of fish. I spent a lot of time not catching all that many fish. Yeah. I don't know, it sounded like you had a pretty good season this year. <laughs> Yeah, we did all right, but it's not. <laughs> Everything's you know, kind of relative, like I think. And muskie and pike aren't the same fish. No, no, no. no. Okay, so our seven, I mean, you and I went out, we got seven. Yeah, that's the best day I've ever had muskie fishing. Is it? Yeah. That's I a mean, wonderful day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a good day. You know, we had a couple decent fish. Uh you know, I guess the difference is, you know, you guys are looking around, at least for me and, and what I'm doing, you guys look around, you are targeting the big ones. And, uh, you know, I remember you telling me a couple little stories like that. Like, you know, you get a bunch of them little ones, you move on, you move on. And uh, it's just not the way my fishery, uh, you know, our fishing goes. It's like, you know, you can catch a whole bunch of little ones and all of a sudden there's a, you know, I had a double with my dad with a, you know, years back with a 52 and a 32 and we were trolling i mean the big ones are just mixed in and, and we'll go we'll go days on end of uh you know i'll look through and i'll think you know because i i keep a record of just how many fish we caught how many over uh over 40 the same like you guys are doing and i'll look and i'll go two or three days in a row and we won't have anything over 40 and then I'll fish, I'll be doing the same thing, and, you know, whether it's the moon phases or whatever, but and then all of a sudden you hit a time period where I look and, you know, I had a day this year, the guys got five fish, and they were all over 40, between, you know, 41 and 47, or 46, it came all in, right in the middle of nowhere. I was doing the same basic uh, fishing. It's just that, you know, I, I, I have a hard time really concentrating on those big fish. I know if you just use the great big baits and did it all the time, 
maybe you'd encounter more big ones, but I've tried that, and, you know, like I said, all the fisheries are different, but, you know, uh, that, that's pretty, uh, those are some amazingly large fish. I've seen fish come in cycles like that before, where it's like, this week, like, big fish are hit, like, they're mm-hmm. off yeah. this week, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep, the big fish are biting this week, and that yeah. happens. I mean, it happens. There's no doubt it happens for me. Uh, you know, this year there was just kind of a steady stream every every day or two. You know, we got most. I mean, we almost average a forty a day. Uh, but like I said, that's an average. When you take someone that gets five in one day, then that means there's a lot of people that didn't get. Zeros, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, so what's it looking for this winter? In terms of fishing, <laughs> bank yanking, bank yeah, yanking, bank yanking, huh? Go bank yanking. It's it it's been a weird fall. Yeah. You know, you can kind of relate to it. You know that story of your dad. I mean, we we fish the same water. It's not we the same water. You know, an hour drive apart, but right. Um, gosh. Right now, my, my goal is to get through hunting season. I'm taking a rookie out. I don't know if I told you guys that. I'm taking a rookie out on Saturday. That's <laughs> um, me. Rookie. And, uh, but other than that, I mean, th- there were times that the water looked great, but I just couldn't go. It's part of having a young family. I still try to keep tabs on it just by driving by and, and looking. But Chautauqua was done. New York is closed. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's pretty much. I'm gonna be. I gotta carry the weight here. This you're gonna start painting some baits. Yeah, I, I'm letting them cure. Wade, do you see any baits painted behind you? They look good to go to me. Yeah, there's 88 there. <laughs> okay, well I got another box here ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> Get to work. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll do a trade. I'll put hooks on all those and go test them. I might go to your bank yanking spot. Yeah, and you'll say, you stay here, Andy, start priming. <laughs> I'll let you know. Love it. So, yeah. Do you, uh, you want to get your plugs out on, on the uh, Midnight Sun Trophy Pike? Yeah, if, uh, if anybody's interested in coming, you know. Ask for Wade. Yeah, ask for me, or you can contact me directly. or Not Corey. Corey Fish. It's Corey Fish. Oh, Corey's great, too. He might be great, but he's not you. He's not on the <laughs> podcast. Right. <laughs> or Scott Rowcamp, uh, you know. Um, certainly that, uh, I, I don't know how many spots are open for this season. Um, if anybody would be interested in the float trip, uh, I, I don't have a price on that. I, I'm thinking the price is going to be lower because, um, but it, it'll definitely be a little rougher. We're going to be you know, outside on, you know, a floating tent camp. It's not a nice, you know, houseboat with, you know, a bed. And <laughs> I was thinking, like, float trip, like, you guys have, like, truck inner tubes and you sit there. I mean, that's what we're, no, <laughs> it, we'll have a skiff. Um, but we have those, you know, pontoon floats that mm-hmm. we're going to connect together and hopefully uh, shove them up in somewhere and explore. You'll be like a floating city on Waterworld. Right. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm really excited about doing that actually. Cause I, I kind of want to, 
I don't know. I think it'd be really neat to just get out there and, you know. Rough it yeah. a little more? Yeah, you'd be roughing it a little more, I guess. Um, exploring new water that, you know, it'd be all, you know, basically do whatever you want. I'm not saying we basically can't now, but uh, it would a just open more wilder. up. It would, yeah, it'd open up a lot more. Um, Even more out there, yeah. That's cool. More exploring and just... That's a challenge. Anyone out there listening who thinks they're tough, <laughs> go with Wade and float on a pontoon barge looking for... It'll be nice. We'll have it all... all uh, he'll ha- he'll decorate out. it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't rough it too bad. Love it. That's good. So you're going to find him on Facebook? Yeah, sure. If anybody... Yeah, sure. That's, that, that's a confident plug right there. No, people add me all the time and, you know... We... Talk. I I like talking to people and any questions, just ask. I mean, hopefully I can answer or maybe you know point you in the right direction or give you my opinion about what I think. Um, so well, yeah, sure. What you're gonna be a friend uh, with Wade Alexander on Facebook? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Let's see how many friends we can get for Wade. <laughs> let's see how many likes we can get for midnight sun trophy pike let's see how many likes we can get for uh fatty z musky products oh you see i slipped that one in that's good yeah nice yeah that was slick very nice uh muddy creek fishing guides like them tell your friends tell your friends to listen to the podcast i should really start out a podcast with talking about how you can have the podcast on an android phone with the rss feed but mm-hmm. i keep forgetting because we talk about fish and deer yeah. and no one wants to hear about technical jargon but that can be done too it doesn't have to be at your computer desk or with an apple product it could be with an android product as well um message me if you if you're curious about that um fattyzmuskie.com mcfishingguides.com you know where to get a hold of us um that wraps it up i don't know what we're doing next week we're gonna talk hunting but thanks for have for coming up here wade i know I bribed you a little bit to get up here. But. <laughs> oh, no, that was great. <laughs> Definitely, Hold your own name? I guess uh, I'm not the best, uh, you know, speaker, but... Uh, you did you well. <laughs> you, you, allowed, you allowed me to get my cheesy one-liners. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out good. We all had good questions. You answered them nicely, so um, that's it. Till next time, good luck fishing. All right, thanks, guys.